Alright guys, well, welcome to, what's it, episode 19 now? 18. 18? Oh, they fly by so fast. Well, episode 18 of the Used Gamers. I'm going to be your host tonight. My name's Mike, and with me as always is Chris and Jared. Hey guys. Hey guys. So uh, tonight we're going to be doing a little bit of a, a year in review. We're looking back over 2013 and all of the games that were and almost were and uh, talk a little bit about those for you guys. Um, we can go a little bit over some of our favorites, um, maybe some of the ones that weren't so much our favorites and some of the ones that we wish we would have gotten a chance to grab a hold of. So uh, really big year, really looking forward to it. First, we wanted to give a little bit of a shout out um, to uh, for our uh, our uh, entrance theme that we have. I think Chris was going to do something with that. Yeah, we. Uh, if anybody's been listening to the episodes uh, from the very beginning, we've had the same mu- same uh, theme music, and uh, we've tried to give credit to the artist who made that music for us. Uh, it's a chiptune artist from the UK uh, who goes by the recording name Comptroller. His name's Michael Cox, and basically I just wanted to look for a track that kind of... I don't know, met up with a bit of the nostalgic for the old days of gaming sort of theme that we generally have. I mean, one of the things we've never really talked about is the fact that our name, the Used Gamers, kind of comes from the fact that we're not necessarily just playing used games, but that we've we've been around for a long time in this gaming world. So we've been through the ringer, and we've seen it all, and we've been a bit used ourselves. So um, we wanted something that kind of <laughs> captured that sort of vibe, and I think it does a great job of that. And so we just wanted to kind of, on the episode, give give a shout-out to Michael for allowing us to use that track. Uh, he got in touch with us on Facebook and let us know that he liked the show and really appreciated the credit for the track. So uh, we're hoping that maybe at some point we can even get him on one of these episodes to talk a little bit more about what he does. Um, I'm a little fascinated by people who make music using Game Boys and old N64 controllers, so pretty impressive. So, yeah, we just wanted to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, no, we really do appreciate that, so. Oh, yeah. But anyway, on with the show. So, of course, there was um, quite a few pretty good hits that came out this past year, Uh, a lot of favorites, you know, all around. I guess we'll start off. Jared, do you want to maybe list off some of your favorites from the past year? We'll talk about those. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had quite a few, certainly, um, and we talked about them a lot, certainly. Um, I got to get play through Bioshock Infinite, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, Last of Us, we talked about what an experience that was. Um, I, it's still on one of my favorite lists, even if it might not be on Mike's, is uh, Gears of War Judgment. Um, in fact, just recently, I've been playing some more Overrun again. Uh, just I kind of pulled back to it a little bit and has been playing it. It's it's really it's really a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, you know the the console release of Diablo three, we played a lot and um, not really for me, but I, I think for a lot of people, you know, um, Grand Theft Auto five was kind of um, a big deal, and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So yeah, a lot of games for me. Um, I'm sure Chris had a lot of the same ones, right? Yeah, I mean, we all got a chance to play a lot of really cool games, and, you know, we can't play all the games as much as we might want to, so there were a bunch that I kind of missed out on that, you know, I, I feel like were ones that I wanted to be able to play, but of the ones that I get, did get to play, I mean, there there's the big heavy hitters uh, that are going to come up on anybody's list for the year, um, games like The Last of Us and... Bioshock Infinite were fantastic. Uh, Tomb Raider was one of my biggest sort of pleasant surprises for the year. Um, I just had so much fun with that game. It, it was much better than I expected it to be. And as I said in the review episode, I think that it, it just it harkened back to the first time I played Resident Evil 4, which I, is just one of my favorite games of all time. So I was just so pleased with the way that that turned out. Um, Diablo 3 was a lot of fun. I mean, that was kind of our big co-op title for the year. And uh, I think that just sort of succeeded on a level that maybe people weren't expecting it to, uh, especially because it was a, you know at least a year or two old by the time it finally came out on consoles and just ended up being 
really, really fantastic. So a uh, lot of great games and some smaller games as well. Getting a chance to play, you know, Gone Home. I kind of gushed about that. Uh, smaller games like The Cave uh, for XBLA. That was a fun little game. And um, one of the ones that was a, just sort of an absolute delight that I haven't talked about on the show yet uh, is a game called uh, Rogue Legacy. And basically, this is a procedurally generated like game where you're this little knight, and you run around in a castle, and you get killed really, really easily. And every time you die, you come back as your uh, offspring. So you kind of every time you die, you come back as the next generation of hero. And every hero has a different attribute. Maybe it's that they're a little faster than before, or that they are uh, their eyesight's a little bit off, so the graphics are in black and white because they're colorblind. It's just weird stuff like that, but it's really, really hard, which, you know, I've talked about before, how I have this weird fascination with really, really hard games, but a uh, lot of fun games, and probably my biggest surprise, pleasant surprise, was the game Guacamelee that I played on PS3. I mean, it hit all the notes of everything I loved about Symphony of the Night, and it was the closest thing to Super Metroid that I've played in the modern generation, so absolute blast so good year for big games and good year for smaller games too but what about you mike um i mean i had i had quite a few as well of course uh, i wouldn't say that judgment was one of my favorites but i did love overrun so that that made the list of favorites at least um the i i guess it was kind of a new game was enemy within it was kind of the expansion to enemy unknown i kind of called it a new game because technically you had to buy a new one for console like i did so i still really liked it um, you know, Last of Us was huge, uh, definitely a really great game. Uh, I enjoyed playing Diablo 3 with everybody. Um, I had a couple for the uh, MMO kind of online variety. You know, I had Marvel Heroes was a, a good one that I really enjoyed, as well as Neverwinter and Path of the Exile, even though that was out for a long time on kind of a beta. It, was just, it actually officially launched this year. Oh, that's so right. We'll count that. And then, of course, just recently I finished Black Flag, which was a lot of fun. Really looking forward to seeing what they're kind of going to do with the rest of the Assassin's Creed franchise after this. Um, so uh, a lot of really good games that I enjoyed. Um, looking forward to seeing kind of what I can pick up next year. But, um, of course, there were some games that didn't quite make the list for our favorites that we did actually get to get a hold of. Um, Chris, why don't you start us off with some of maybe ones that were a little bit of a letdown for you this year? For me, I... I... I don't like to complain, and, you know, at the end of the day, a bad video game is still better than a, uh, you know, good most other things, so um, I, I think one of the ones that was a bit of a letdown, even though we had some fun with it, was um, was the game Fuse. Uh, the game Fuse kind of had everything going for it, as far as we could tell, you know, four-player co-op shooter, you know, which, you know, Borderlands, right, that worked out well for us, and, you know, Mike and I got to play a little bit of it together, but it... At the end of the day, it just felt, I think, like it was kind of rushed, and I'm pretty sure it didn't really sell well at all. Um, I, I think it was probably a, a fun enough game, but I don't know. I guess I, maybe I was expecting that it would have grabbed me a little bit more, and that would have become the, the big co-op title that we got to fool around with this year. But, you know, I'm not going to complain. We had Diablo 3, so we got to do that, the multiplayer thing. Um, and then one of the ones, and I don't know if you call it a disappointment, was uh, Metal Gear Rising. Did either of you guys play any of that game? Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, it. I don't know. Those Metal Gear games are so close to my heart. I mean, for all their weird eccentricities and stupid long cutscenes cut and just nonsensical storylines, those games are so awesome. They look amazing. They've they've made game narrative like something different than it ever been before. But this crazy frenetic slice 'em up version of the Metal Gear universe in Revengeance. I don't know, it just didn't kind of click for me. So that's probably nothing wrong with the game itself, but it just didn't really. Uh, 
sort of meet up with my expectations or my hopes of what I thought that it might be. And and then yeah, um, and, and I, th- wasn't the, um, Kojima uh, not involved with that at all? Yeah, I think that that was uh, it was either Ninja Theory or Team Ninja, one of those other names with Ninja in its name. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I really don't think that it was uh, it wasn't a Komi. Kojima production, as far as I know. So yeah, so it was like a hack and slash action game, right? There was no yes. stealth at all. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, it yeah. was just insane. Play as Raiden, just sort of you know a bit of stealth, a bit of guns blazing, well swords blazing, I guess. It was a cool right. idea, but um, I don't know if somebody had been able to do that right with I don't know the PlayStation Move or the Wii Mote. It seems like that might have been a better fit for it, but. Um, but yeah, and then the one that I finally, I, I, I guess I'll put it as a disappointment just because when I first heard about it, it seemed like such a cool idea. And then in practicality, it just was, I, I just scratched my head, was Project X Zone. Do you guys remember that little 3DS game we played? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was special. That weird <laughs> random mosh of everything <laughs> Japanese. Yeah, and from what I understand, anybody who played through that game, it was just basically punishing themselves. So uh, I guess it made for a good story. I mean, we're talking about it now, but yeah. I mean, it sounds like such a cool idea. I guess it's like the alien versus predator of video games where, oh, it's maybe not as awesome as I thought it was going to be. So (laughs) I don't know. What about you, Jared? What about the disappointments for 2013? Yeah, I mean, there were a few for me. Um, I think pretty high on a lot of people's list was Aliens, Colonial Marines. I mean, that just... (laughs) Everybody wanted it to be so good, and it was just unplayable. I mean, just a broken game, you know? Um, I don't know if I want to put it in disappointment, but I just... I really liked the fighting game franchise a while ago, and, and I just... I don't know if it just hasn't changed enough for me. It's just the same thing or whatever, but... I was kind of hoping for something from uh, Injustice, Gods Among Us. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, the Mortal Kombat franchise was never my favorite, so I don't know if I was expecting it to be great, but I'm just kind of looking for something different in fighting games. And um, You know, one of the things I want to check out is a friend of mine actually told me that the Naruto fighting games are really great. Um, so I want to try and check those out, and, and I'll see if I can get back with you guys on that. But um, I haven't got a chance to do that yet. So a- anyway... Um, I was a little disappointed, I guess, in that. Um, the Deadpool game, I- I'd say I'm disappointed that it wasn't really good, but I, I don't <laughs> think I was really expecting it to be good. Right. I just like Deadpool, so I wanted it to be good, but it wasn't great. And then um, other things that were disappointing, for this one is for me. <sighs> I've been waiting so long for them to release the stupid Final Fantasy X HD. <laughs> I love Final Fantasy X. It's one of my favorite games ever, and it's still not coming out for like th- Two and a half more months. I, I, I don't know how long it's taken them to do this game. So, uh, I just want it. So, I'm just disappointed it didn't happen, is all. So, yeah. I, I guess mm-hmm. that's about it for me. Not, not too much. I mean, not, not a lot of games were, were really crummy that I came across this year, which was nice. There you go. Yeah. So. And, the, and that disappointment is one that you just have to wait a little bit while longer for. I know. And then, and then they got my <laughs> number so bad. It doesn't matter how long they make me wait or what, how they disappoint me. I'm still going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, they have my number so bad. <laughs> so, yeah, how about you, Mike? Um, well, for my letdowns, of course, I talked about Judgment earlier. It was definitely not the Gears of War game that I was hoping it to be. So, um, you know, supposedly they are going to be continuing this as a new trilogy, or at least that's what I heard. So maybe they'll kind of revamp in the next one and add a horde mode like they should have done. Because <laughs> I don't understand why you would get rid of your most popular game mode. Uh, it'd be like Call of Duty coming out with a game that had no multiplayer. It just doesn't make sense. 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, Fuse, I also agree with, was one of my letdowns. That was another one. It was just a really cool idea with all the different abilities that the people had, and it just it did not hit it right. They were missing something. It was a little bit repetitive, and it just didn't seem to work. So um, that would be one maybe if they ever made a sequel. Maybe they'll fix a lot of that stuff. Who knows? Um, Aliens Colonial Marines was also really a big letdown for me. I had a lot of high hopes for that one. But now there's the the trailer out for uh, Alien Isolation, Isolation which yeah. if you can go onto our Facebook. Uh, it's on there. Um, that one actually looks really cool. It's It's a little bit more of a different style to it. It's not a shooter at all. It's a survival horror game. So it's kind of like Dead Space, only you don't even really get weapons, it looks like. Um, and uh, you're playing as uh, Ripley's daughter, and you're just taking on one alien. So it's kind of more like the first movie than the the second one, like Colonial Marines was. So you know, well, maybe that'll be finally the alien game we're looking for. Yeah, maybe. Um, speaking it's of Dead to... Space, of course, uh, Dead Space Three was a big letdown for me. Uh, you know, I understood what they were doing with changing things, like adding the co-op and you know doing it on a planet rather than in the, like the spaceships even though it did have some stuff that was still dead space it just felt like a totally different game i felt like if they made it as a completely different game i might have enjoyed it better but because of the fact that i went in there going for a dead space game it just did not fit the bill um defiance was a game that was a big letdown for me on two fronts um of course the game was kind <laughs> of a letdown it was just for an MMO, you know, you could get so many better MMO shooters out there and not have to pay a cent for. So to me, I felt like it was a really big letdown for that. And, of course, the show was kind of disappointing as well. It had a good start, but it just failed in the end. Um, and then one that we were actually – I was kind of a little bit hopeful for this just because of the way it was described, and that was Mars Warlogs. Oh, boy. Um, it looked kind of cool because they were comparing it kind of <laughs> like a, an EA RPG or a, a Bioware RPG, I should say. Um, so you know me, I was automatically excited, but that one just didn't really, it was just kind of ridiculous. So that was another uh, kind of disappointment for okay, me. What's the name of that game again? Mars War Lawala. Yeah, yeah. Don't, if you watch any of the developer videos, you'll see they're they're not from America, so their accents are pretty heavy. So uh, yeah, Mawala, great, great game. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty so anyway, you know, there were some great games out there, though, that we didn't get a chance to get a hold of that we, of course, would like to mention. Ones that maybe hopefully we'll get a hold of this year and we can possibly talk about on the show. Um, I had I had a couple of the ones that I missed out on. One of them, of course, I didn't even get to play the first one of this yet, but uh, was the StarCraft II Heart of the Swarm. Mm. Um, I was a huge, huge StarCraft, the original fan, so I was really looking forward to playing uh, Wings of Liberty, of course, and then Heart of the Swarm. So we'll see if I can... Uh, get a hold of those because those uh, supposedly have been doing really, really well and have been just awesome. So we'll try to get attached to that. Um, another one was the the new Army of Two game, The Devil's Cartel. I played the demo a lot with this, and it just seemed like it was a lot of fun, and it seemed like something that would be really enjoyable to do as a co-op. So I thought it would be fun just to try out. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one was the new Batman Arkham Origins. Yeah. Um, supposedly, I was I, I was kind of iffy about jumping on this one, even though I did love the other Arkham games so much. This is a new company, a new kind of take, so I wasn't I was kind of a little hesitant, but apparently they did pretty well. So uh, that one is one that I would like to keep an eye out for. And actually, this one was one of Jared's uh, kind of letdowns was Deadpool. Even though I did hear it was kind of crappy, I still have heard that it's really entertaining and fun to play and watch. It's just not what it, everybody was kind of... It's not a great game. Yeah. Um, but, of course, I wouldn't be getting it for the great game. I'd be getting it probably <laughs> just for the humor of it. So 
Yeah, yeah that was one I, I feel I kind of missed out on. I have a but. feeling that might be the kind of game that you're going to be getting free for um, Xbox Live games with gold in the near future. That seems like the kind of title no, they would throw on it's there, not you know? nearly cheap enough. It's got to drop down to like five bucks before they'll put it on there. <laughs> But, uh, Jared, what about you? What are some of the ones that you wish you could have gotten a hold of? Yeah, um, you know, there are a few. Um, uh, God of War Ascension, you know, I've played the entirety of that series, so, um, I, and, and I've always really enjoyed it, so I, I, I was a little iffy about it, but I wanted to check that out. Um, I also was interested in uh, playing Beyond Two Souls, and I'm really hoping to get my hands on that, because uh, that game looked really, really interesting. Um, Guacamelee that Chris talked about the way yeah. that he described that game it just it, <laughs> that sounds like just exactly my cup of tea um, uh, as well as he talked about Tomb Raider and that looked really good uh, Mike I'm hoping to get Black Flag off your hands soon now that I just heard that you finished it I totally want it um, yeah absolutely <laughs> we're going to make uh, that happen yeah we'll, 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 we'll rotate these games around because um, that game um, you know has actually been pretty good I was a little worried about how it was going to go because the developers kind of um, seemed to really want to manage expectations, but apparently it's been really great. And then, no, I loved it. I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, the, and then, the, um, the new yeah, character I, I think is great. I think he's a lot. I think he's almost my new favorite character. I mean, he's up there with Ezio. Like, I think he's really good, and especially just because the fact that he's not your normal. He's very different from all the past characters. So cool. And then um, one game I haven't really played a lot of the series, but it just it just looks so spectacular. It was Crisis Three? Looked just kind of awesome. So. Um, uh, a lot of games I'd love to get my hands on, and hopefully with these new consoles, they'll just start dropping, which would be great, and then maybe I actually can see a lot of these games, so yeah. we'll see. So, um, Chris, what, what games for you? So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the games that I was sad that I missed out on, you know, matches up with a lot of what you guys were talking about. Uh, Arkham Origins was one I was really, really curious about, just because those first two games were pretty darn impressive, and I, I, I'm of the opinion that the first one was better than the second one, so um, if any of the third game sort of stripped down some of the bigger stuff from the third, from the second one, I'd be curious to see about that. Um, Devil May Cry, when they rebooted that back in, what was that, January or February, um, mm-hmm. uh, one of those games that had a lot of bad press before it came out because people didn't like the new art design or stuff like that, but I, I from what I understand, it was a lot of fun to play. It's one of those demos that I, I kept downloading and then forgetting to play, and then I'd delete it to make room for other things, and then I'd download it again, and then I'd forget to play it for other things, so, um, but uh, if I guess we were, if, if I was a PS Plus member, I could be playing that for free right now, right? It's one of their January games, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, so. not sure. More than likely, because they give out all the good stuff. They give out yeah. all the good stuff. Um, <laughs> Dead Space 3 was one that um, I it, I should have gone right over to, because at the time that Mike was playing it out when it was new, uh, I was wrapping up my playthrough of Dead Space 2, so it would have made sense for me to just jump over and, and give that a try, but I think at the time I decided to start playing Fire Emblem instead, and that kind of sucked up all move. that time. <laughs> a wise move. Um, <laughs> some smaller games as well. There was a, an Xbox Live title from the summer of arcade uh, called Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which um, I bought for $3.70 some cents when there was... I don't know, did you guys get any of those games that were on sale at the Xbox 12 Days of whatever, or the Countdown till New Year's? No, no. I mean, there wasn't really anything that really stuck out to me that I really wanted. I just, honestly, I've just I've run out of space on my Xbox. I can't download anything anymore. If I want yeah, to download no, something, and, it's got to be on my PlayStation. That's a big problem. So, but that was one that I heard, you know, that even came up in people's like this is a game of the year. This this moved me. It was so cool and so emotional. I was like, "All right, I can I'll, I'll download this for $3." So, I haven't gotten to it yet. Another one that I downloaded through that same system for $3 was uh DuckTales Remastered. DuckTales is one of my favorite games ever. It's super super hard and I love the music oh, and all was, that good stuff. So, it was um, punishing. I, what, 
yeah, when they did the HD re-release, I was like, this is right up my alley, but just, you know, there's too many games, so I didn't get a chance to play it. And um, other than games that came out for systems that I don't actually have, um, like uh, Super Mario 3D World and Tearaway for the Vita, I mean, the, the two big ones that I just didn't get to that really, really had me interested were um, the second season of The Walking Dead Telltale Games, which I'll get to. I mean, it's only just starting now. It just started last year. And then, like Jared said, Beyond Two Souls, just because it looked like it was trying to do some new stuff, build on the interesting stuff from uh, Heavy Rain. So uh, it'll be one we get to, but one I didn't get to this year. Yeah, Chris, I, I know it's not all out yet, so I'm not. Uh, maybe that's why, but I'm really surprised you didn't jump on the um, Bioshock Infinite DLC that takes place in... Uh Rapture. In Rapture, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Because like, that, basically, I remember you saying to me at one point, like, God, you know, if you could just combine these these things into one thing, that would be amazing. And then, yeah. you know, they were kind of like, well, yeah, we're, we're doing that. So I know they're not up yeah. in episode two yet, but I just um, was a little surprised it's, yeah, that it's you funny. hadn't gotten and, on that you know, yet. When, when big, like, I'll play these dumb little things that are either a waste of time or I think are mildly interesting, but then something comes out that I know is going to be, like, something that I really like, like that, or, like, a lot of the DLC for the Mass Effect games. Like, it'll come out and I'll just be like, okay. That's out. I guess I'll get to it at some point. It doesn't make any sense. I should be playing these things right away. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, if you guys have any interest, interest in going back and through that first season of Walking Dead, it's on sale constantly now. Totally worth it. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. That the, the Bioshock DLC. I mean, I've got all the DLC from Dishonored sitting on my hard drive. I oh. love that game. And That's probably Yeah, so it's good. just sitting there unplayed. I'm terrible about that. So, next year. <laughs> next year. 2014. 2014. <laughs> All right. Well, um, along with uh, you know all the games, of course, there was plenty of uh, news out there. Um, of course, you know the biggest news uh, for all of us gamers was the release of the new consoles and the uh, battles that ensued because of them. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff happened with these new consoles. You know, with Xbox, of course, flip flopping about all their different ideas, and of course, PlayStation then coming out every single week with "ha ha ha, we do it better than you." So yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was very much, but it was also it was kind of nice that you know they were still very supportive of each other because the the cool thing about it is in the end, no matter what happens, we end up winning. You know, the more they battle and the more they try to one up each other, you know, we're the ones who come out on top in, in that battle, which is nice for us. So. Um, it was uh, really enjoyable to see all this stuff with the new consoles. You know, hopefully, uh, us used gamers will eventually be able to get a hold of, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, some of these. Although I don't know, I wasn't really that raring to get one just because I didn't really feel like the lineup was that great no. game-wise release. No, and yeah, I, I, was, I was listening to our podcast where we talked about what would make us want to buy one of these day one, and that was one of the things we said is like, well, what kind of titles are going to be there? What's the what's the reason to get one? And um, you know, this was bef- well before we knew what any of those titles would be, and there really hasn't been anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only really big titles for it are ones that were already out for 360 or for PlayStation mm-hmm. 3 if you wanted to upgrade, mm-hmm. like Black Flag or Call of Duty Ghosts or whatever. But to me, I'm like, well, those were already out, so I just I don't really feel like those are... You need something that's going to, like, is only on, is an exclusive only on this console. And I didn't really feel... From what I've heard, none of them have really done that well. I think Dead Rising 3 is the only one that's really gotten semi-decent reviews. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, the, uh, of course the new consoles came with all their typical hardware malfunctions and things like that. So we're hoping that by the time we get a hold of them, they'll have all that stuff worked out. Um, but... Still some really cool stuff, you know, coming out with the new consoles. 
So we're really excited about that. A really big thing, of course, was the release of GTA 5, which actually, you know what? I wanted to put this on one of my games that I missed, even though I was not a huge fan of GTA 4. I tried to play that one, and it just seemed like... Ever since GTA like uh, 3 and Vice City, I you know after that with San Andreas, I started to lose it. I loved 3 and I loved Vice City, and I feel like after that they started to add too much. Yeah. Um, but I did still want to try 5 was, just because of It was kind of like Grand Theft Auto meets The Sims. It was weird, like the stuff. You, like, you had to like yeah. eat and work out and stuff. But you don't yeah, want to have to worry about in games. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're in a video game. last thing you want to do is work out. Right. <laughs> so, but with this one, I don't know. I, it just for some reason five just was kind of it. Just it, it, the with the main character and the storyline, the way it was working, it seemed to hark kind of more back to three, or at yeah. least it felt like that more mm-hmm. to me. So I was kind of curious about it, and obviously it did ridiculously well, yeah. um, selling around twenty nine million units in their first month. They made like what was it eight hundred million? Eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, just in that short little time period, uh, it was the biggest entertainment release like ever so very very impressive yeah, for them think about uh, that obviously that's not the biggest uh, something video that game. makes you kind of that's biggest think entertainment twice about maybe trying it out that's crazy yeah yeah i mean it's so. one of those games too that i i feel the exact same way like when i finally got a hold of grand theft auto 3 for playstation 2 it was i kind of had never played anything like it before and it, i liked it, the graphics were nothing special at the time they were pretty impressive but the voice acting was fantastic, and the fact that I could just run around and do whatever I wanted to, and then everything that was fun about that, I felt like just got kicked up to the nth degree with Vice City. Like, that game is so fantastic. Like, oh, yeah. I love everything about Grand Theft Auto Vice City. It's so great. And then, yeah, I, I remember buying San Andreas, and I probably played it for about 30 minutes, and for whatever reason... I just stopped, and I think it's that thing that we've talked about before where sometimes when you're given too many choices in a game like Arkham City, we're really beaten on that game today, I don't know why, um, but uh, th- when you have so much to do, I kind of like, well, I don't really know what I want to do, but for whatever reason, the that even bigger amount of choice in GTA Five, I hear people telling stories about things that they found or things that they did or crazy like messes they got into in the online portion, and it just sounded like an absolute blast, so... Who knows? Maybe someday down the road we'll decide that we want to try to get back into it together. That could be a fun multiplayer game for us to play with. No, yeah, and I've heard the multiplayer after you get through all the glitches and everything like that that they had right. um, was was pretty entertaining as well. And also, I mean, what also got me into GTA Five was watching uh, when Conan O'Brien did it on his show. That <laughs> that made me just want to play it because of how much fun he seemed to be having. So. Hanging around in front of strip clubs repeatedly, trying to blow yeah, them up just, with helicopters. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, who doesn't want to blow up a strip club with a helicopter? You know, it just sounds like a good weekend fun. <laughs> But uh, also there was a, a, a very interesting uh, happenings with THQ this year. Um, they got closed down, um, which the silver lining to this, of course, is that most of their game properties were picked up by um, different game companies. Um, a couple uh, were actually games that I played that were, you know, there was no sequels in the works for it, but now these other companies that are picking them up are looking to make them, so that's at least somewhat exciting. Uh, Jared, I think you said you had... The list of all these? Yeah, well, um, at least all the big ones. So um, the big franchises they sold anyway. So um, Nordic Games kind of came out on top on this. And Nordic Games picked up Darksiders uh, series, the Red Faction series, and then, uh, I don't know, this one's not a big deal, but uh, MX versus ATV. Do you guys remember that game? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. 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 Um, It's a popular game for that. Yeah, so they bought that, (laughs) which I haven't seen a game in that in a while. And the other big one is that Gearbox picked up Homeworld. 
Um, so oh, those were kind of the, their okay. biggest hitters that got uh, picked up. So some some big big uh, companies picked those up. So there's some great potential with those to to move forward. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I know me and Jared were big fans of the the Dark Sider mm-hmm. series. So we're really curious to kind of see. I mean, we were really curious to see where THQ was going to go with it, um, but obviously now we'll see how Nordic Games kind of handles it and where they go with it. Um, and there were a couple other games on there that uh, you know we'll want to keep an eye out for to see what these new game companies do with these different IPs that they've picked up. Um, and then, of course, this year was uh, last year was like this too. Was kind of a, a, you saw an explosion of indie games, and this year was much more of the same. Um, you saw a lot of games winning different awards, you know, and topping a lot of these big, huge franchise games were getting beat out by these little indie companies that were made by just a couple of people in a garage, um, which, you know, it's it's really cool to see these guys able to, you know, hold their own against the big companies and also just to see, especially in kind of this last year, you know, we did notice there was a lot of sequels and remakes and not a lot of new ideas. So it was really cool to see the indie games kind of rise up and give you a lot of that new material to kind of work with yeah i mean it's it's one of the weird sort of secret shame parts of gaming for me this last year is that i've ended up spending uh more money than i care to admit uh, downloading some of these games on steam sales and the the secret shame part of it is the fact that i don't even really have a computer that can run these games very well (laughs) but it's just it's such a like it seems like such a bargain it's the the part of me that likes a deal plus the part of me that's curious to like experience new things that's why i try to when i can play games that are a little bit left of center that are a little bit you know not as some of the bigger titles just because you know they might be good they might not be but there may be some cool idea in some smaller game that ends up taking off and then that becomes a part of what bigger games are like in the future so i mean the steam list continues to grow and it's because of games like don't starve and you know getting to play gone home rogue legacy um just little things like that that it's it's exciting to see that now I mean, you've been able to play weird little games like that on your pc forever Mm -hmm. but the fact that that's now sort of translating into um, major media and console media in a bigger way. The fact that, you know, the um, VGX Awards had a segment on uh, Broken Age, you know, to talk about this adventure game that was coming out. And then to know that the biggest game right now on PS4 is probably the the free version of Don't Starve that's on PlayStation Plus. I mean, it's 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 crazy that the, the most powerful gaming machine you can buy right now that's not a high-end PC rig, the, the game that everybody's excited to play is this, like, year-old version of like this amazing little stylized survival sim point and click thing for your pc so yeah i mean it's we're just going to continue to see this grow more and more i mean the fact that these indie studios were such a big part of microsoft and sony's press conferences this year i mean that was that's probably as big a evidence as any of the fact that like yeah you know we're having studio closures for these big studios and big games are getting more and more expensive to make and harder to make and they have to make so much money or they're considered failures you know the fact that um like sleeping dogs and tomb raider sold like five or six million copies and square enix considered them flops because they needed them to sell like i don't know 10 or 12 million in order for them to be profitable that's crazy you should never sell five million of anything and consider that to be a failure no, and they both were highly reviewed games. Yeah. They both did very well. You know, everybody who's played them, I've never really heard anybody go, oh, look, that game sucked. Right. So, yeah, it's just, it, it is kind of, 
you know, sad to see that game companies are starting. It's just because games are costing so much more. You have to get all this really expensive voice talent. You got to make these games look amazing. You got to work on the script and all these kind of things. So a lot of people always talked about how, you know, now they're they're having to make these blockbuster style games. You know, now that the cost has gone up so high, is it going to start to affect the cost of games? Or, you know, are these companies going to be able to keep up? You know, or are, are they going to make these games that do well, but they don't do well enough, so then the companies end up going bankrupt? You know, it's it's kind of crazy to think about, you know, that that that's kind of the, the route we're taking in order to get these great experiences. But hopefully, you know, it'll all work out. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think we're in a really unique position because we're going to be amongst those group of people that, you know, we're not investing money right now in the newest, hottest consoles, but we d- that doesn't mean we just want to play old games. We would still want to play new games that are coming out. So for us to do that, it's going to be, you know, games that are still being released for the 360 and PS3, but then maybe also smaller games that are released over Xbox Live or PSN or stuff we can play on our PC or on our phones. So I think for people like us, and I think there's a lot of people like us, like these smaller games, these indie games are going to be a really big part of video gaming in 2014. That's exciting. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm, uh, the older consoles, they're still going to be making games for those for quite a few years to come. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're getting rid of them anytime soon, so uh, that, that'll that be nice for us as well, especially when these game prices start dropping. Oh, yeah. So and then we'll get a lot of the used games going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for uh, our year in review of 2013. So hopefully you guys will tune in next week. We're actually going to do a Oh, no, kind of but a, Mike, you forgot the most important The grand thing finale, of the year Mike. That's right. Oh, yeah, of course. How could I forget? Uh, our game of the year picks, right? Uh, <laughs> I almost forgot. Wow. You just get so wrapped up in talking about indie games and companies closing, <laughs> you forget about what you're here to do. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta right, reflect so. on the best of the year. That's right. Yeah, so obviously, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, some of our favorites, some of our letdowns, all that stuff. But, you know, we, just like last year, uh, what was it? I think Borderlands 2 won out. Yeah, that, that was uh, two of our three votes for mm-hmm. that one. And yeah. I loved it. And I didn't vote for it, but I love that game. Yeah, I know. Well, we didn't judge you silently That's right. while you weren't paying attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this year, of course, we're all going to give kind of our uh, little pick of the year. So uh, let's start out. Chris, why don't you go ahead and, and give us your pick of the year? Okay, and I'm glad that we're we're calling it that, too, because I think it's, it's too much when you get, like, mixed up in the idea of, like, game of the year. You're thinking about what's best. But I think what's cool about what we talk about here and the way that we talk about games is the fact that we just talk about, like, how much fun things can be. So this isn't necessarily what we think the greatest game of the year was or the best game, but it was the one that we had the most fun of, the one that we thought was best. And, you know, top ten lists are great and stuff like that. But in a couple games definitely stood out for me. I mean, I definitely liked Gone Home, and I kind of gushed about that as much as I could in as little detail as I could get away with. And um, I, I think that we were we saw something really, really special in The Last of Us. I mean, that's that's so far in our year-plus history of the show, that's the only game that we've devoted an entire episode to, where all we talked about was that game and spoiling everything about it because we had so many things we wanted to talk about. But um, in the end, when I thought about this, uh, if I had to assign a title to my favorite of the year, um, it would be Bioshock Infinite. And I went back and forth about this with that and Last of Us because, I, again, I think that game was, man, that was something really special. But um, when I think about the game that stuck with me the most after I played it, the one that I kind of spent the most time thinking about, you know, the, the crazy introduction, the absolutely insane ending 
that I kind of had to not only wrap my own head around, but sort of, you know, have some private conversations with Jared and try to pull some details apart and try to figure out what was going on. I mean, I, I didn't really get that out of anything else. And, you know, the way that we tease Mike for loving bio, uh, Bioware the way he does, I mean, I'm the same way about the Bioshock franchise. I mean, just it's it's just the most fascinating little universe. And the fact that it kind of got opened up the way it did with Infinite. I mean, it, it was fun to play. The story was incredible. It's probably the best voice acting I had ever heard up to that point. So that that's where I give the points to. So that's that's going to be my personal pick for best of 2013. How about uh, Jared? Jared, what do you think? Yeah, um, so it's, it's funny because last year what I ended up saying about Game of the Year was that I just pick what I have the most fun with, yeah. and that's and that you, you said, that's what you kind of just, you're saying what was the most enjoyable, and and I feel like I have to amend that now because of my pick for this year because I, I have to say it's the game that I was um, the most enter maybe not fun is the word I was entertained I was involved I was immersed and it, it was certainly Last of Us for me um, that that game to me is certainly one of the best games that has ever been created. I think, and it, it absolutely blew me out of the water. You know, I think when, you, you know, you don't need things to be at the level of quality of that game for them to be good. But when you have things coming together where the voice acting is that good, and that's become a big thing for me, actually, um, is good voice acting. And when you have the, you know, the gameplay is very satisfying and well-balanced and, and storytelling of that level, you know, and compelling characters like that who are, you know, they don't make them, they're so flawed and, and real. It's it's just amazing, you know, to, to experience that. And so that, that to me, you know, I mean, as much as I love Bioshock Infinite, that, that game was amazing. Um, I've just never seen anything like The Last of Us, and it just blew me out of the water. So that was definitely, definitely my game of the year, so... Um, and then that that makes a lot of sense. What's funny is that when I hear discussions about that, it's it's it always comes back to that same thing of uh, talking about how yeah there was depression and frustration and it really upset me in a lot of places. And this is one of the best games I've ever played, and I never need to play it again. <laughs> oh, I'll play <laughs> it again. It, yeah, oh, I'll it was definitely such an play experience. it again. Yeah, I will. I have no doubt I'm going to get my hands on that game and play it again because it was it was good. Now I found the same thing with that as I did with Infinite though, which was. After I was done with them, I needed to walk away from them for a while because there was something yeah, about yeah. them that was kind of exhausting. Um, you know, they're both kind of crazy in their story and in what was going on. So I needed to put them down for a while, but both of those are going to get picked up again because they were amazing. There you go. Yeah, so that was yeah. awesome. So, Mike? Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much the same way in that, you know, last year I picked... You know, Borderlands 2 for my favorite game, and that's a game that I'm still playing now. I mean, even regardless of the DLC, mm-hmm. I would still be playing that. It's a game that you pick up and play, and it's fun, and you just keep going and going and going. But my my favorite game of the, of this past year was uh, Last of Us as well, and it's kind of interesting in the fact that it is a game where after I was done playing it, I was like, I do not want, I didn't even want to really play it again because yeah. it was just so kind of nerve-wracking. And that's the whole thing is, it, I mean... I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, but I would not say that I had fun playing it, which is really, really weird to say, you know, because that's what you get a game for. But that was really the interesting thing about it is it, it, it wasn't like a fun game. It wasn't made for that. It was something very, very different from any other video game I've ever played. It's not like it was trying to, to scare you. It wasn't like a Dead Space or it wasn't for fun. It wasn't for adventure. It wasn't for any of that. I mean, it was literally just like an emotional, you know, explosion going off. And, um, 
just the way that they just did it, it was so perfect. Just with, you know, the motion capture, the voice acting, the script, the writing, everything about it was just so well done. And even on top of that, it even had great gameplay. Like, you know, mm-hmm. to have all of that stuff and then just still have really great gameplay is just uh, really, really impressive. So I had to give them Game of the Year. By all means, there were other games that I played, like, you know, Black Flag, um, you know, was definitely up there in the runnings because, I mean, that game I really enjoyed. And even though I just finished it, I could easily go back in there and keep playing it and have a lot of fun. I could just go around just being a pirate and sinking ships the whole time, and it would be great. But in the end, it just didn't give me the experience that Last of Us did. Um, you know, it's just something that I don't really think that you can get from a video game very often and i would be looking forward to the opportunity to do other video games hopefully other people will take other companies will take lessons from naughty dog and kind of maybe try something a little bit different you know something that maybe isn't necessarily just the fun or the popular thing and just throw it out there and see and you know because this obviously this did really really well so yeah definitely um my pick for game of the year has to be last of us Really great game. Any of you guys listening, if you have not played it yet, you are doing yourself a disservice. Go pick it up. Try it out. And I'm really looking forward to the DLC they have coming out for it. So that should be really interesting to get to, you know, get a different perspective on a little bit of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do they have that dated yet, or are they just saying that it's something coming soon? It's it's coming soon. I think they just put out the date, but I don't remember what it was. Because, I mean, they're, they're putting it out there almost like it's coming out in another month or two. Yeah, I it's mean, definitely they're making it sound like it's, so it's Yeah, they're making it sound like it's it's going to be pretty quick here. So um, as soon as that comes out, as much as I'm not raring to just jump right into The Last of Us again, but if it's new stuff, I would definitely jump in and play that. So I would pick it up right right when it come out just because I don't think – I think it would be a bad idea to just skip out on any anything that they come out with for that game. Oh, yeah. So – but, yeah, well, interesting once again that me and Jared have the same pick, and Chris is the oddball. Hmm. Oh, gosh, now I, I figure this out is what weird be the uh, side title I'm going to pick next year. Well, at least it was a huge game this time. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. It wasn't. It was that are you talking about? The, the last year, that went game of the year for a lot of places with uh, Walking that's true, Dead. That's so true. That yeah. was a big title. Yeah, because yours was Journey last year, right? That, uh, no, last year, Walking Dead. Walking Dead he had. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, Walking Dead. Great, Which, yeah, that was still a big game. Yeah, I did really well. Yeah, definitely. But it, it like I said, I mean, it, and even you know, uh, just recently I came across this video, and I don't even know why it was put out, but Naughty Dog put together this video. It was like three minutes long or five minutes long, and it was just basically it felt like a really long trailer for Last of Us. But you know, it's it's been out now, and everybody's played it. But it was like a. It was like a for five or six minutes, like, let's just think back to how amazing this was. And it would kind of be these shots of just, like, these beautiful views <laughs> or different scenes. And it kind of had little snippets of every character. And I'd be like, all right, Joel's brother. And, like, you know, just characters I kind of forgot about. And it's one of those things that I'm like, God, that was so great. So it's just – it's so cool that we get to have, like, that game. And I'm thinking, like you said, maybe it's not – it wasn't fun, but it's the same thing that, like, nobody comes out of seeing Schindler's List or 12 Years a Slave and was like, that was so much fun. I love going to the movies because it's so much fun. But it, <laughs> Let's watch it again. <laughs> but it can, be, it can be great because it makes you feel something. And if, if you're going to want to make that argument that games are art, then – you got to be willing to make games like this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's just so amazing. Like Mike said, like you ju- it's, it's a have-to play. Like, I feel like if, if you want to know anything about games, you know, in this modern age, that is a definite must-play. Absolutely. Yeah, I, right. I agree. <laughs> All right, 
All right. Well, I think that actually does wrap it up. I'm not forgetting anything else. No, am I'm I? Good. no. <laughs> We've got some uh, some stuff going on uh, sort of in used gamers land that's important to kind of note, and then we can kind of oh, wrap yeah. up from there. Um, just to let you guys know that, again, we appreciate everybody who listens to this show and talks to us in person about it or shoots us little notes on Twitter or email, uh, and we want to continue to grow that. We, we have a lot of fun doing this. Um, we, we realized we'd never really talked about how this show first started. So, Mike, why don't you explain how the, this came <laughs> together? Oh, well, um, I guess, you know, we all kind of met, I guess, through our wives, really. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, except for you and you, you and Chris, Jared, you worked together. We so did, but our wives knew each other first. Oh, actually. well, yeah. So, so, yeah. In the end, yes, we were brought together by our <laughs> wives. So, you know, guys, if you have wives out there, look to see who their, their wives are friends with. That's it. Their so, yeah, and we would get together every once in a while. And, you know, being that we're guys who work in a field that is predominantly female we don't really get to talk about a lot of nerdy guy stuff most of the time so when we do get together it's just total nerd on video games comic books movies you know the usual guy (laughs) stuff and i think there was one night where we were out by the pool and we were getting into a rather heated discussion about mass effect 3 which i can't imagine why i would get into a heated discussion about mass effect 3 considering it's the greatest game (laughs) but uh i don't care what y'all say about the ending but anyway and I think it was Chris's wife who uh, said that we should just do this as a – we should record it and put it out just because of our back and forth and our ability just to banter about video games forever. And that is how the used gamer's idea was born. <laughs> That's right. The idea yeah. of recording. And my lovely wife was the one who brought us our first pieces of podcasting equipment. And Mike was the uh-huh. one who finally came up with a name that we thought suited what we were doing. So, yeah, we've all gotten to, you know, Jared was the first one who hosted us at his house to make all this work. So it's really been a fun way for us to kind of come together to do this thing. And, and we want to continue to grow it. So coming in this new year, we've got a bunch of fun new stuff uh, in the way. Um, we now... Uh, uh, we are going to be tied into a website, which is going to not only have information, show notes about the podcast, but then also able to host uh, other links, other articles, other fun things that we can do uh, with games or with our community. Um, you can now get a hold of us in a whole new way. You can email each and every one of us, uh, Chris or Jared or Mike at theusegamers.com, and uh, we are in the process right now of building that website. So mm-hmm. soon enough, you guys will be able to visit us at theusegamers.com and find news and reviews and fun little stories and features and just anything we think of that we want to put together. And we're hoping that that, along with um, the podcast, which this is our first episode not recording in the same room together. Ooh, sci-fi, spacey future. Um, (laughs) And let us know how that sounds. This may sound fantastic. It may sound like garbage. So we're (sighs) looking forward to see how it turns out. But um, we're hoping it's going to allow us to do some new things. And there's some possibly really cool big things in the near future that we won't talk about in case it doesn't work out. But um, we don't want to jinx it. So um, (laughs) we've got some big stuff coming up in the next year. And we're excited to bring you guys all along for the ride. Yeah, and we're hoping. Yeah, I mean, and we're we're trying to do more with like the Facebook and try mm-hmm. to be a little bit more active and communicating with everybody. So please, you know, if you ever have stuff that you want to hear, stuff you like, stuff you don't like, you know, uh, whatever, we just want to hear it. Uh, we we accept constructive criticism all the time, whatever <laughs> you like. Um, uh, but just yeah, jump on the Facebook or the Twitter. You know, we're trying to be a little bit more active with that, posting things. You know, different gaming news or just stuff that we're thinking about or games we're playing or whatever. So hey, go on there, jump on and say a game that you're playing that you think we should try out or or something you think we should talk about on the podcast or you know 
something that you think we should do differently yeah. on the podcast. Or, Whatever you I think. I don't know. Um, maybe you guys... Or if you just want to say... Yeah, hi. or maybe you think, like, oh, you want to know our gamer tags so you could play games with us or something. I don't know. We could do something like that, probably. And nah, I don't want to get stalked. I don't know. Let's just slow it yeah. You're going to get <laughs> stalked on Xbox. and married. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Plus, we're hugely popular. <laughs> yeah, Mike, I think you're overestimating <laughs> how excited yeah, people will be to play games with us. I don't know. I just throwed it out there, dude. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. We could host a playing with the used gamers. There you go. So anyway, uh, but I hope you guys are enjoying the show, and, and please, yeah, feel free to just chat with us uh, however way you like. Email. The many ways Facebook, to communicate. Twitter. That's right. we got a lot now. It is this new technological age. So but with that, we're going to go ahead and call an end to the show. So I'm Mike, your host, and uh, for Chris and Jared, we're just going to wish you guys a good evening, and hopefully uh, we'll talk to you guys again next time with the new episode where we do 2014. See you guys. Later. And that's a podcast episode. Yay. Cry the DMC reboot that came out early in the year was one that I was curious to check out. Um, I didn't get a chance to really, you know, see much of it other than the early versions, and I totally got disconnected from the call.
I am recording right now. Okay. All right. Are we ready to do this again? Take two. <laughs> okay. All right. Ready? Three, yes, maybe. two, one.